Well, welcome everybody to episode 46 of the Blow Off Valve podcast. We're your hosts, Alex and Tucker. This week is going to be an all F1 uh, podcast because we had one of the wildest races I think I've ever seen yeah. <laughs> in terms of just drama and shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> exactly. All the rules. <laughs> so this, the, the second to last race of the season uh, was today at uh, the Jeddah Corniche circuit in uh, Saudi Arabia. And uh, this is like basically the newest track on the F1 calendar. Mm -hmm. So it's the one that the drivers are least experienced with. And it's a really interesting track in that it's it's a dedicated track. It's not a street circuit, uh, but it's super tight and technical. There's yeah. not really many runoff areas. So it plays kind of like a street circuit in that yeah. if you have an accident, and I think the drivers on the telecast, they mentioned that some of the drivers had said this leading up to the race, that they were concerned that, hey, if there's an accident in front of me, I have nowhere to go. True, you know, yeah. We're, we're going into the, it's going to be a big, big accident. Yeah. And, um, which, you know, was uh, kind of a harbinger of things to come. So qualifying, though, was quite interesting in that a lot of the drivers kind of had a same, the same issue at the same corner <laughs> yeah they um, did yeah it's it's and i i struggle to remember which corner because this track has the most corners of any f1 circuit yeah i think it was <laughs> i like don't remember the number yeah. in the 20s <laughs> uh but it, it was a it's a left-hander that has a little bit of runoff on the right but what seemed to keep happening was the drivers would clip the inside curb trying to hit the apex you know keep a tight line mm -hmm. And what seemed to happen to all of them that had this issue is they lost the rear. Yeah. And it happened to Charles Leclerc in qualifying. He lost the rear, went into the wall. Um, it was fortunately the, the opposite wall from this turn where they were crashing into uh, is probably the best fortified yeah. um, in terms of um, uh, dissipating the energy. They had five or six layers of, of their kind of flexible material that uh cushioned the crash so yeah um, good planning on their part uh knowing that it was going to be a technically challenging part of the track and, and could cause issues so lewis had the lead in uh in qualifying with valtteri in second and and max uh was in third at the time and uh lewis and valtteri were done max there's like 30 seconds left in q3 and, and max was he was on a on a good lap i think he had he had the fastest he was fastest through the first two sectors yeah and on the last corner which is the left-hander going onto the straight he gets a little yeah yeah he gets a little loose his his rear loses a little traction and his right rear hits the wall and and you could see that a, a suspension component broke because the tire kind of folded in yeah um, so he couldn't improve upon his third third place um, finish, and there was concern that uh, he had uh, potentially damaged his uh, transmission yeah. gearbox, which, you know, as we've kind of talked about in in um, other races, would have cost him a, a five spot grid penalty for because he's over the the designated yeah. number of replacement gearboxes. So I mean, fortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah, and I mean, I think on that lap, you know, I'm sure they must have radioed him and said, like, Lewis is on pole, 
you know, mm-hmm. Botas is in Push. front of you. And, mm-hmm. and so he, I, I kind of watching that, even the way that, that lap started, he almost went into the wall, like at the, like on he the was, exit of the first turn. He was close a couple times. Like there was one, um, one where I think he actually touched, he just didn't do any damage. And I think that was just signifying that he was driving the car beyond its, its limit. limits because yeah. he knew what he had to accomplish. Well, he and knew so that if was, they got, even yeah. even if he couldn't beat Lewis's time, if he could get in front of Altieri and prevent that yeah. kind of front grid lockout, he yeah. had a chance because he's historically does really well off the line in terms of his starts. Yeah. Um, but so that he knew was that kind he was, of, you know, he knew, yeah, it was all on the line. He had to go for it. So. Right. Right. So then comes uh, race day. And so Lewis and Valtteri are on, um, are on the front of the grid. Max is in behind him. And uh, coming into the first corner, which is, what, a left-hander into a right-hander? Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, Lewis and, and Valtteri have the lead. Yeah, um, pretty much a perfect start by them. Like, the yeah, only perfect, no drama. Right. And was it then that Max... Try to think of the move that Max made. Um, I think that the, the the Mercedes knew like Valtteri got in his way because they were kind of thinking back to Mexico uh-huh. when the two of them were in the middle and the right, and then Max just swung around them both to take the lead. And so mm-hmm. I think they both kind of like parked in a little bit the middle of the track, mm-hmm. and Valtteri knew like I got to block him because right. of what he did to us in Mexico. Right. So they kind of kept him at bay that that time. Yeah. But so it was actually kind of an unremarkable start. Yeah, the surprisingly. Beginning of what would become a circus. I thought for <laughs> sure it would be a disaster. Yeah. First yeah. start, people would be on the walls, and Max and Lewis would be on top of each other. But right. then kind of things spread out, and I was like, maybe this oh. is going to be one of your yeah. processional races again. <laughs> right. Because, I mean, cause because of how tight it is, there's a good, you know, a decent chance that it plays out a bit like, you know, a Monaco, where there's exactly. just no room to pass, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Although we saw in some free practice that there, you know, there probably were areas where you could pass, but um, it, it was, yeah, it, it looked like it was going to be kind of what you expected. Um, yeah. And then lap 15 happens. <laughs> and, and that's when the circus started. <laughs> and that's when the circus came to town. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Mick Schumacher uh, in the Haas got to the same turn that we were discussing uh, Charles Leclerc going into the wall on. And he does the same thing, tight, you yeah. know, tight to the curb, loses unsettles the rear. the rear, loses the rear, slides into the wall. Into the wall. <laughs> and there's damage to the barriers. So as soon as you see that, there's there's two things that, like, as soon as I saw that, I'm thinking, okay, they're not going to be able to easily clear his car off the track, and they're going to have to repair the barriers. And typically, mm-hmm. when you're when you have to repair. You know, if if you're on a big course and a car goes off track into like a gravel trap, yeah. usually you can get away with yellow flagging. Clear, yeah, clear the car. Yeah, they can clear the car safely. But when you have to repair a barricade, that usually red flags race because that takes time. Yeah, uh, people, you know, died crashing into that kind of stuff. Exactly. So yeah, that. they don't mess around with it. So the uh, initially it starts the safety car comes out. So Lewis and Valtteri pit to get new tires. And so yeah, to get Mac- on the hards because the plan right. for the race is basically mediums to hards and then, and then you're done. Take the hards to the end, yeah. 
And so they pit in, Max stays out, so now Max is in the lead. Yeah, basically their Red Bull is just saying like whatever they do, we're just gonna do the opposite because right. otherwise we just give them control the rest of the race. Right. If they're in the lead and we just match their strategy, yeah. we're not going to we're not gonna win this. Yeah. Yeah. So Max now has taken first and what Ocon was in second, right? Is he in I, second at this point? Thanks. I can't remember where the hell he was. He was um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he's up. He's they, high up. Yeah. At this yeah, point, they, they go back out. And then after, I think maybe three, three laps or so under the safety car, they red flag the race. Yeah. Which and means that Mercedes off because mm-hmm. you get to change tires and under a red flag. And so Max right. kind of gets a free stop. Right. And he stays in the lead now with, you know, hard tires on. Right. So, so they Mercedes, were pissed about that. Mercedes makes the right call if it had stayed a yellow flag. Right. But since it red flag, now Mercedes, yeah, now Red Bull get a free pit stop to change tires instead of having to, you know, what Max would have had to have done was try and build a 22, 23 second gap to yeah. buy himself a pit stop without getting passed. And now he doesn't have to do any of that. Yep. And. So finally they get the, the wall repaired. It's all good. <clears throat> Race restarts. And that's and a standing on, start. And it's a standing decide. start, just like the start of the, the race yeah. itself. And do the formation lap. They come back to the grid, start, and... And, and uh, Max was kind of complaining about that because, like, Lewis mm-hmm. was way behind him. And, and they yeah. were like, oh, you got to have whatever, 10 car lengths. But... I guess yeah. for the standing start, that's not necessarily the same rule. So mm-hmm. I don't think Max knew that. If he'd have known that, he'd have probably like bunched the pack up and uh, right because Max performed a little the, differently. Yeah. Max was on the grid for a while. Yeah, brakes heating up and you fresh, know, you know, hard tires and that are cooling that, off. Yeah, and I think that might have been in part why he had a crappy start. On right, this, you know, and and might have informed Red Bull's later decision to go on to mediums. Right. Yep. So so the race restarts. Max has a bad start. Um, Lewis gets out in front uh, initially. And Valtteri, mm-hmm. I think, was in third. It was like it was Lewis, Max, Valtteri, but Valtteri locks up going to the first corner. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's what happens. Runs yeah. wide. Um, Max also runs wide and then basically gets in front of Lewis by going off track mm-hmm. um, and and gets the advantage. So, but the the other, the other problematic thing that happened in the back was yeah, and it was and it, it was Perez got squeezed. Perez got squeezed. Yeah. It was basically it, the way Brundle put it. I think is about right. You're you're putting three cars into a two car space. So, <laughs> so yeah. you know, Perez gets Perez is yeah. squeezed between I think it was, was like it Leclerc? Leclerc and somebody else. Yeah. And his rear left gets hit. So yeah. he gets yeah. spun. Uh Mazepin and some others go wide. Mazepin ends up going to the back of one of the Williamses. Yeah. And gets cr- and crashes out. And yeah. um and it must have been George Russell because Russell gets a little bit further up the track and then his car just dies and he gets out. So you've got, you know, George Russell's Williams, Nikita Mazepin's car, and then uh, Sergio Perez's car, all two on oh, the wow. two on the straight, the front straight, and, and 
Russell slightly further up the road, all out. So the race gets yellow flagged and then red flagged again. Yeah. Um, and uh, while they're trying to clear the cars off the track and clear debris. And all the mess, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, not to, <laughs> not to make the story too long, but there are multiple temporary virtual safety cars throughout the yeah, race. As there, it just seemed like more and more carbon shards kept showing up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The reaction on Twitter was funny. Like, I saw people saying, like, are people just throwing shards of carbon fiber on the track? <laughs> like, what's going on? Here, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> Everybody gets a piece. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so it was just this really stunted, bizarre race in that in that sense with all these safety cars. But fast forward to lap 35, 36, Max is still in the lead. Mm-hmm. Um, Lewis uh, is uh, coming up on him and gets DRS, goes around the outside of Max on the front straight, starts to go around the outside of him and is in front of him. Max does breaks the typical late. Max thing, yeah. breaks way late, goes way too deep into the corner to where he's never going to make yeah. the the second corner, the right-hander. And Lewis has to break, cut hard to the left to avoid Max coming across the front of him. And Max goes flying, you know, off the track, rejoins the track with an advantage on Lewis, uh, you know, having gained a position yeah. in doing so. So typically what would happen is... Because Max gained an advantage, i.e. a place, by going in front by going off the track, he has to give that position back. So he has to let right. Lewis pass. So they get on the next straightaway area, and which this is where you, you mentioned this that there was kind of a breakdown in communication, obviously. So I think come- so. I think that's what drove a lot of this because you know, from Lewis's team's perspective, I'm sure they're talking with Michael Massey and there's conversation going on and it's like, okay, yeah, he needs to give the place back. And so that seemed to have gotten to Max who, you know, I agree. He's in the middle of the, he's in the middle of the raceway. Like, you know, maybe he should be to one side or the other, but Mm -hmm. he's slowing down. And I don't think Lewis knows like what the hell is going on. Like, well, that's the thing, you know, I don't know the timing of all this because actually when they get onto the straight at least on the telecast the thing pops up on the side of the screen you know red bull team radio saying you know telling max to give the position back so i don't know if they're telling him at that moment or if that message actually went to him five seconds before it was shown on the telecast or what the case was but it was obvious no one told lewis what was going on so i think and i think that's where the confusion was because even you know, Lewis is kind of like riding his ass. I don't know, trying to figure out like what the hell is he doing. And and I do remember seeing Max like steer to the right because I think mm-hmm. he's seeing Lewis get too close to him. Like subtle yeah. kind of input to the right to kind of get out a little bit out of the way. And then he hits him. Right. And then, I, you know, I don't know what's going on in Max's mind at that point. But he's if he's like, I don't know what the hell that guy's doing back there, but I'm flooring it and I'm out of here. Yeah, like, it was really bizarre. So Lewis it was comes bizarre. up behind him. Max slows down. You see Lewis close the gap very quickly because he's, he's, you know, I'm sure full throttle at this point on the straight. And <clears throat> there, 
there's a question. The main question is one, obviously Lewis was not told that Max was going to give him the position back Two, conventionally when, at least when I've seen drivers give a position back, they pull to one side of the track or the other to let the guy go by. Max didn't do that. He stayed in the middle of the track. Like he was still racing. And then, like you said, he kind of did a little jink to the right when Lewis got close. But long and short of it is Lewis kind of darts to the left. But it, and this That's is like where too, the too this is where the yeah this is where the telemetry is gonna be really interesting because it almost looked like Max slowed down and then like hit the brakes again. It yeah. looked like he slowed down a little bit more beyond his like it's like he braked. And then let off, and then broke again. Yeah. But they, according um, to yeah. the team principal at um, at Red Bull, at least in the in the interviews after the race, they said that they basically told the German the German telecast that uh, they have the telemetry that proves like Max didn't break check him or anything that he just slowed down. So we'll see. I mean, that obviously the telemetry they have all this stuff recorded. They'll be able to investigate it. But um, yeah, and and I don't, and I think like at the end of the day, when you look at the outcome at the rate at the end of the race, I don't know who it was. One of the you know announcers said this might have been Martin Brundle, but it was basically like it didn't really matter if Max was going to give up the this you know like whether he did or didn't, like his tires were going to die, and they did yeah. die because all of right. a sudden Lewis is setting fastest laps. Right. And Max is lost. He's behind him by like eight seconds at yeah. that point, trying to be cautious and keep it on the road. So right. eventually he was going to lose this race anyways. Right. Um, I think like my, what I'm curious about is, is why they went back out on the mediums. And mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's two, you know, these two bad starts. They were thinking like, let's do the mediums. We'll get a better start. And then we'll just assume that, another red flag or another virtual safety car happens will get you back in on mediums or on hards. But I think that that's probably in hindsight, the miscalculation because then, you know, Mercedes pit crew, they said, no, you're to Lewis, you're on the right tire to finish this race. Right. And I think at the end of the day, that was the truth. Right. Um, You know, so it's, it's kind of like comes down to, you know, and I said this to you in a text. I, I mean, I, I can understand Max's frustration from the standpoint that Lewis um, probably has like a better car on average, you know, mm-hmm. than the Red Bull. Not like dramatically so, but you know, enough. look at look at their straight line speed. I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of like Max is plowing energy into the battery so he can try to keep up with him on the straights. Yeah, and then if he doesn't, it's over. Like the Mercedes is gone, and so right. he's kind of in a little bit of a hard spot here because there were times of the of the year where it's like they were commanding, uh, outdoing the Mercedes, and then all of a sudden yeah. the Mercedes back with this bananas top line speed, and the mm-hmm. only thing he can do is basically get in the way or right. be super aggressive, and that's the only way he can win these races. Um, right, and so like I get. I do get his perspective. I, I do also understand the perspective though. It does come across as being a hothead. And like mm-hmm. we were talking, you know, Lewis kind of said at the end of the race, he was told, you know, the cooler had prevailed. Right. And I think, I think that was true. And, you know, when you go back and you look at some of these, you know, choices, if you were to say to Max, 
you're on the wrong tire to win this race. Like no matter what you do, mm-hmm. you can probably just lose it with some dignity, you know, right. instead of like being all over the place. So, but the, you track. Know, the guy still got voted driver of the day. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just think to me, that's a popularity contest. So all it just shows is that there's more people that, you know, yeah. want Max to win. And, <laughs> and I think, and I think that's a combination of people that are genuine Max fans and people that are tired of Mercedes. And know. that's where I kind of fall into that category. I don't have anything against Lewis or Valtteri. I really like them. Yeah. You know, Lewis is one of my favorite uh, people on the field. But yeah. I'm just sick of I'm just sick of seeing Mercedes at the top. <laughs> you know, if yeah. it was like Audi you yeah. know, or BMW and those other two drivers, I'd cheer them all the way to the end. But I just don't I like Mercedes. That's my own bias. I know I it's it's tough you know I I want to root for I think Lewis you know we've talked about this before he you know but I want to point this out and it and it is significant you know Lewis Hamilton can you know considered at least in the pantheon of greatest F1 drivers of all time for sure you know he goes to Saudi Arabia and he puts a rainbow on his helmet for LGBTQ yeah, yeah, yeah. rights. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's yeah. someone that... That's kind that, of what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's someone exactly. that understands his position and the, and the podium he has and the pulpit he has, however you want to put it, and, and is trying to use it to, to do what he sees as the right thing. And, yeah. and I think that is really commendable. I certainly get the argument of like, God, I'm sick of seeing Mercedes win. It's the same reason that... People got sick of the Yankees, sick of the Patriots. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> I certainly understand. I certainly do. But the mm-hmm. way Max has has driven, he does have to drive aggressively. I get that. But the way he's driven a couple of these races, I told you during the race, I said, this is just making me hate Max more. Like, I know. You know, Same flying here, across you know. the track, like putting other drivers in danger. Like, I, I think... There's, it's like Brundle put it when they were coming, they're actually coming into the park for May at the end. Um, and he said, you know, there's, there's aggressive driving and there's over the line. And he's like, I think they went over the line today. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think it's a, a kind of a professionalism thing. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to be at the, you know, where you're, you're about to snatch victory in a driver's championship and just see it erode. I mean, right. you know, yeah. that's a, that's a challenging thing right. uh, for any human being to, to grapple with and you right. can do it professionally or you can do it unprofessionally. And, yeah. um, that's a when difference think, in probably people's just character, I guess. The on the, the day. And the thing is, I think Max knows, you know, short of an engine failure or some freak accident or something. Yeah. The Mercedes is fast and yas marina is a fast track i know um, i agree with the, you know yas marina in um in dubai is going to be the last race of the season next week we kind of jumped ahead but anyways after that coming together on like lap 37 or whatever whatever it was eventually lewis did get past max uh to win the race um max got second what, what was really interesting to me is you know i'm watching you know lap there's 50 laps in the race i'm watching like lap 47 lap 48 i'm thinking Gosh, why isn't Max going to the pit to do a fastest lap run? Like this, yeah. this is kind of weird. And then it, it dawned on me. So for that incident where he went off the track and got an advantage, they gave him a five second time penalty. Yeah, it's be too and much. He, 
he had a gap to Ocon of 21 seconds. They estimated that pitting loses you about 21 to 22 seconds. So he couldn't pit to try and get fastest lap, like get new tires yeah. to the softs and, and get fast lap because doing so would have dropped him behind Ocon for third place. Yeah, so the and, you know, and unfortunately, worth it. and unfortunately Perez is out at this point. Right, and yeah, you Perez know. couldn't get to, to try and steal it from Lewis. So it really hamstrung Red Bull and um, – but I don't know it, that it, it would make, really matter, though. At the you know, I didn't, I didn't, I haven't done a mathematical analysis on this, but so it, you know, if that, if that, Lewis got mm-hmm. first in the next race and Max got second, the point yeah. spread there would have mattered. Would it probably wouldn't have mattered? But so that's true. It wouldn't have mattered. But psychologically, I I do kind of wonder yeah. about it because Max, you know, if he could have stopped Lewis from getting fastest lap would have still retained a one-point lead in the Drivers' Championship over Lewis. Yeah, which, As it stands, know, every point counts. Obviously. What's crazy is we're, whatever, 20 races into the season, I forget, and they are completely equal on points. Yeah. I mean, after all the craziness of this year, they are tied I, going into the last race. I, I mean, this has to be one of the most dramatic F1 race seasons of I bet Ever. I just I just get this I just wonder if they're gonna DNF <laughs> <laughs> wreck each other in the yeah just, crash out and the... I could see Max like crashing them both out <laughs> and then there's just like a a tie I don't even know well so here's the thing the question is. is if Max is in say Max is in first and Lewis is in second yeah. and Max just hits the brakes going into the first quarter <laughs> and they both crash out given that he had. He would finish in well, no, because he'd finish in nineteenth. Lewis finished in twentieth. Neither gets points, so I don't know. Yeah, that's gonna be the question: is how does a tiebreaker? What is the tiebreaker? Is it? It's probably races one or podiums or something like that. Yeah, because I, I mean, having seen him in action the past couple of races would not shock me <laughs> if that's the outcome. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm literally googling it right now. <laughs> I know. And, uh, I well, because generally... like, that's the thing. I mean, this next track they're going to. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, frankly, I don't. I don't think Red Bull stands a chance on it with what we saw. Um, <clears throat> you know, Mercedes do in the race before, where you know Lewis was out off into the distance. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, basically, barring. That's kind of what we said, though. This is what we said three or four races ago when, when we went to the you know Middle East to round all this out. Right. These tracks were in Mercedes' favor, and they have been. And that's – I think that today was probably, you know, if if he had not – if he had taken pole, yeah, who knows? But it's possible it could have been this pr- processional race where he's out in front most of the way. Yeah. This might have been the track because yeah, you know I, there was I mean, some, I, you know very technical sections where the Red Bull seemed to yeah. do better. This might have been the track where he I could think, have taken. I think know, this first. track much more than Yas Marina. Yeah, exactly. You know that's that's kind of how I feel. I mean, I think we'll see that in practice and in qualifying. Mm-hmm. I, I think the just, the tiebreaker, by the way, is races one, which Lewis does lead. So Lewis Lewis holds the tiebreaker. So. It's it's going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be an interesting run to the end of the season, man. Yeah. I I think it's fascinating. I kind of wonder, wonder, you know, one of two things: Max goes crazy and does something bananas, like a mm-hmm. 
yeah. Schumacher type thing, like just like yeah. drives right into Lewis. Drives into somebody, or yeah. it actually ends up being a really boring race. Where yeah, it's basically Lewis and Botas one, two, and Max third, and it's a big wide track. You know, it's fast, and yeah. there's no yellow flags at all. And it's like, well, this, that, that's kind of yeah. like the other, I think, realistic possibility of how this ends. It's actually kind of boring. Yeah for as much of a yeah. dramatic season as it was. I, I could see like I could see it being Lewis and Max uh one two in yeah. golf and then Lewis basically just driving away from him. Yeah. For, yeah, for just because that's this yeah, this track is just I mean look but, at the effing Mercedes. It lost like one of its side little yeah, yeah the side, on the side like the little like didn't even affect anything yeah. <laughs> he was still like setting faster and faster laps yeah i mean yeah his because because their car is, is not i mean it's got the power to kind of overcome downforce you know uh issues with downforce in terms of grip through the corners so yeah, yeah it's it'll be interesting to see you know because the, the inherent drama of it is okay yes if nothing happens mercedes probably wins the next race yeah, but a bad pit stop. Uh, I mean, yeah. look at Valtteri at Monaco. The freaking yeah. lug nut getting stuck, and you know, you know, or a tire that blows. You yeah. know, hits some carbon fiber, or yeah. just randomly blows. I mean, that's mm-hmm. gonna kind of be what it comes down to. I think for Max to win this right. is a is a a fumble by Mercedes mm-hmm. in some way. You know, yeah. whether it's fate or a shitty pit stop. Yeah, but if they execute. Um, I don't think there's any stopping them at the end. No, here. I agree. The track, the, the track is with them things. anyways at this point. You know, they've been yeah. winning, um, but people's tempers are off the charts. I mean, Toto's reaction, yeah, you know, Toto's where he was that throwing, way. yeah, losing mm-hmm. his mind. You know, Christian, Christian at the end just shaking his head, just you know, raging well, his and, eyes. And he came, he mean, came on the radio. Uh, <clears throat> When uh, when after Lewis had had hit Max after Max slowed down, he he basically is like I don't effing know what they're doing and you know but you know I don't know there were three <clears> or four <throat> expletives in about seven words which yeah, usually yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. hear that kind of yeah, language yeah, yeah. from him on a team radio you know he's usually a pretty yeah. calm cool collected guy I mean this um, is like a season for the ages <laughs> yeah yeah I you saw know, somebody. I saw somebody tweet, uh, you know, they're going to need two seasons of Strive to Survive to cover this <laughs> this season of F1. I can just see the drama. beginning of that season just being all of these characters just staring into the camera silently. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just such anger on their face. It's yeah, it's, like it's even even after it's over, you know, just the bitterness mm-hmm. that'll be left, you know. Well, the funny thing was, you know, despite the anger from Christian Horner and and uh Toto and all this and you know, when they came on the team radio after the race uh when um Max was coming into Park for May, he he just, you know, they said nice race Max blah blah and he's like you could hear him. He just kind of chuckled and was like, I, I did everything I could, you know, we, we did the best yeah. we could. And so he almost sounded kind of resigned, not angry. Yeah. I think, you he, know, he knew yeah. he drove beyond what he should have trying to defend his position. Yeah. Um, I, I think so. I think he knows that. <laughs> and, and yeah. even, you know, like when he was talking about, Oh yeah, you were driver of the day, you know, he was basically like this, this race has been bullshit. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been all sorts of penalties handed out. I think he said, like, this is not Formula One racing. And you right. could tell he was pretty bitter. And he said something to the effect of, you know, at least at least the fans, they get it. They know. They know what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it, that was kind of funny. It, it's, it's, it's really fascinating, man. I, I've, if, if it's an 8, I haven't seen what time the start is next week. But if it's another 8 a.m. start, uh, you know, the typical 8 a.m. start. Normally I watch these like as, as video on demand because I don't want to get up early on the weekend. But I might watch this yeah, one live. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, you got to get up because this is just going to be... This is it, man. This is it. This is all down to the wire. It's yep. literally insane. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this is this is a, you know, I love the timing of it too because you know, obviously, not every season can be like this, but with the amount of people that have started watching F one because of Drive to Survive that weren't interested in it before, yeah. and now they come into an epoch, the sport at, at one of the yeah one of the most exciting seasons we've had probably in deck you know since history yeah yeah, in decades like yeah uh, truly you know because because you go from the schumacher dominance to the you know to the uh red bull dominance for the battle and then the mercedes dominance like you know we haven't had that's been super competitive in like two well and and yeah exactly and we're we're closing this chapter really right i mean next next season all new all new car basically I mean, Alpine could be up at the top if they, I mean, I think eventually these constructors like Mercedes and Red Bull, even if they have a misfire in 2022, mm-hmm. they'll eventually come back. And and as, as I've read, mm-hmm. it sounds like, you know, Porsche and Audi are basically going to be coming into F1 <clears throat> yeah. with mm-hmm. kind of like maybe Audi being kind of like the, I don't know, the Williams and, you know, component to the porsche which is mercedes version sure. um and so it's gonna you know there'll be a big shake up um and that's and that's great to see yeah but no, um, I... but yeah this is the end of that chapter and i think from lewis's standpoint he would love to end the the legacy of you know these were the cars i drove before everything changed and i did and a I clean dominated. sweep yep yeah exactly and, and, I... and, and, and then he can transition into 2022 he's proven himself he's come back He's mm-hmm. won the drivers championship and now he's got, you know, Russell and he's in a mentor role and, and yeah. maybe he's not as dead set on like, I've got to win, you know, everything right. again. It, it wouldn't honestly completely surprise me if he mentors Russell for like a season. Yeah. And then buys a stake in the Mercedes team. Yeah. And transitions into like a, you know, a leadership role. In yeah. the team, and they bring in you know another driver because he's going to get out at some point. Yeah, obviously, you know he is getting older, although he's still <clears throat> an incredible driver. And but he's I, developed I, like a great platform, you know, for yeah. himself with whatever the hell he wants to do next. You know? Yeah, exactly. So, and I, he have a, has a good relationship with Toto, who is a part owner of the team. So it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he did, you know, t- took on some role within the team as well. So. Anyways, it's it's been a phenomenal year. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of ending how we all hoped it would end with everything on. The yeah, line. you know, and uh, and it's in a way it'll be kind of nice that it's done because these races have been so crazy. It really hasn't left us a lot of room to talk about other other car news. <laughs> I, know. I know we've got a lot of we've got a lot of pent up uh, car news yeah. and, and topics we want to cover, but that'll yeah. that'll start after next yeah. weekend <laughs> probably probably yeah <laughs> all right well anything else you want to cover buddy 
No, that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week, guys. Um, be sure to check us out on Instagram at the Blofeld Podcast. Be sure to rate us and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps kind of move us up in the in the rankings to to help more people see us and find us. And until then, we'll see you all next week. Hey, everyone. I just wanted to make a quick correction to something that I said during the podcast when we were talking about Lewis and Max and the tiebreaker for the season. So it turns out I thought Lewis had more wins on the year, but uh, Max actually has more wins so that if they were to crash out, as I mentioned in the podcast, uh, Max would win, assuming he's not docked any points by the FIA uh, if he were to cause the crash. So uh, just an important correction I just wanted to add in. Um, and we look forward to uh, seeing you all next week. Mm-hmm.